Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to another episode of HopeNet Radio. We're so glad that you've joined us here on the show tonight. It is the show where conversations save lives. I'm Jeff Stroman, director of HopeNet 360. My partner in Hope and co-host DW is here with us tonight. And we're going to chat a little bit more about this thankfulness. We're in the month of thankfulness. Thanksgiving is coming like a freight train, it seems. It, It just seems like once the school year starts, this calendar just kind of flies off the map. And we're coming up on, on Thanksgiving, that time of year, and it can be a difficult time of year for some people if you've experienced loss or you've experienced some pain this time of year, or this is just, it's just a hard time of year for you in general. Maybe job is crazy right now, and so just having time to listen to the show is a big thing. We do thank you for listening to the show tonight. So, Dave, good to be with you another week. It really is. It's, it's fun to be able to um, start to see the um, results of people listening to the podcast and the, and the radio program on Sunday nights. And we do appreciate each listener because we pray that God would send the right people to listen to what we're talking about and give us the right words. And uh, we really kind of plagiarize everything we do um, in a good sense. Uh, we take it from the Bible and, and from life experiences and, and talk about it. And uh, God has a plan. We want to we help you find it and live in it and enjoy life and not be afraid of death, but look forward to the time you meet him. And if you're really confused about things, we invite you. Get in touch with a live coach at HopeNet360.com and, and talk to him about what's on your heart because these conversations are important to uh, air out and be able to, to have some feedback. And we encourage you to do that. Yeah, of course, DW up at Silver Birch Ranch. I, I am thankful for the weekend that we had last weekend up at Silver Birch Ranch, just to have a time to connect with you, some of our listeners, some of you guys who've listened to some of our shows. We had a great week at the Return of the Word Retreat, and glad that you were able to come up. Some of you were able to come up and hang out with us for the weekend. Of course, joining Dave up at Silver Birch, Jason, he's a program director. And hey. it's Jason, you've been such a, a fun guy to have on the show. I'm really glad that we have you this year. And, and I don't know, I would be grateful to have you on every week for i guess as long as we do this show man it's it's great to have you another week man we really i really appreciate you so how you doing yeah it's been fun it's been good it's been good i enjoyed myself at the retreat it was a great weekend just to kind of meet some of the listeners and kind of get out there and enjoy god's beautiful creation you know i know i talked about last week how november isn't a good time to enjoy it it's that awkwardness between you know, before winter comes, but summer's over and what do we do? But, you know, one of the things that you can take advantage of is relationships. And that's the fun thing. It doesn't matter what it looks like outside. You can get together and have fun with people. And so I enjoyed doing that and probably continue to do that until uh, something changes here, whether we get snow or whether uh, I start wearing Blaze Orange and go out there and see if I can get a buck or something. Yeah. There you go. What do you guys what do you guys have coming up? I mean, I know winter tends to be somewhat of a busier season for you guys doing different retreats and camps. Do you guys have things that are going on now and, and through winter up there at Silver Birch? We do. And and you know what? I want to invite people. We have a, a winter family camp at Silver Birch Ranch every year. Yep. And it's right after uh, Christmas. 
And uh, we invite you to come up this year. I'm actually speaking at it, so I would invite you to come up and enjoy that. But uh, we do, uh, we have all winter long, if you're part of a youth group, you're part of a men's group or something, and you want to get away for a little bit in the winter and come up for a weekend, we can do that. And uh, if I'm around, I'd love to speak and share with you. You can ask Jason to speak to your group or contact HopeNet360, and maybe we can get Jeff up here for a weekend or whatever that might be. But we're excited about serving the local church and local groups that come up to really spend time enjoying the Northwoods in the winter and being in God's Word. Yeah, and you don't even have to be a part of a church. If you want more information on that, we do have a link on the bottom of HopeNet360.com. You can find yeah. the link for Silver Birch Ranch, and then you can visit. You can check out all their events they do year-round. They have a lot of things, not just for families. They do stuff for teens. They do stuff for men's ministry, women's. I mean, they have so many different seminars and different camps and retreats going on. It's it's a fantastic place. Plus, it's away. It's away from noise. It's away from distractions. It's away from maybe your everyday life, which can be overwhelming sometimes. And this whole month, we're going to talk about thankfulness and what it means to be thankful. Also joining us in studio tonight again is one of our great youth pastors here in the Green Bay area. Michael Ott is joining us again here on the show. And Mike, it's so good to have you another week. I really appreciate your voice and your heart, not just for the church, but also for teenagers. And I know you have an incredible heart for young people. Talking about thankfulness, it's, it's one of those things that's relevant to today's youth, is it not? Yeah, definitely. One of those things that sometimes we overlook, but yet at the the basis of who we are as human beings, we need to be thankful and stuff. Uh, we need to appreciate what's in our lives. And sometimes it's hard, you know, things are falling apart all around us. We have little that we think that we are thankful for, but if we sat back and reflected on what we do have, uh, we start becoming even more thankful for the things that we do have. Yeah. Check out tonight's show notes at hopenet360.com slash radio. This is where we'll post different links and maybe articles, some verses, or just some thoughts that you can share with your friends. Our show notes are there for you. You can also download the podcast after the show airs on Sunday night. So right about 9 p.m. Central time is when we release the podcast. If you're a nut like me, if you're like an iPhone lover and you wait for that release date and you go and stand at the door and wait for an iPhone, HopeNet Radio Podcast is kind of like a new iPhone, only it's every single week. I think I can equate it to that. And you don't have to stand in line. You don't have That's to stand right. in line. No, you can just, you know, you just check your, your podcast app. You can do it in your jammies, you know. You don't have to do it necessarily uh, in person. Your, your onesie. Yeah. Your adult onesie. <laughs> yes. Yes, in your onesie. Yeah. Is it called a onesie? With I thought feces. it was something With else. Yes. What are Probably they? like a sleepy or something. I don't even know what the proper well, term is Snuggy. That's what it is. It's a snuggy. Snuggy. Yes. It's a snuggy. I'm sleepy. <laughs> That's what, no, I'm, that's no what I'm getting right about now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we also have our live tweet back going on right now. So visit hopenet360.com slash tweet back. Did you say a live peep back? No, I said tweet back, Dave. Okay. We've been just there. Checking. We've been there before. We used the pound. Yeah, but I keep hearing peep back for some reason. It's not good. You must be having nightmares or something. Man. Oh, my goodness. that That is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're also yeah, on pound, pound back, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Hashtag HNRTV. That's the hashtag for the HopeNet Radio Tweetback. We also have live coaches available at HopeNet360.com. Not just tonight, but any night during the week. If you're struggling, if you're going through something, if you just need maybe some input, maybe you're faced with a difficult decision and you're like, I don't know who to go to that I can talk to about this. Our live coaches are there as more of a sounding board just to listen, to encourage you, maybe challenge some stinking thinking, or maybe just to pray with you. So visit HopeNet360.com anytime for that. Guys, tonight on the show, we talked last week about the time factor and being thankful. So we're taking the the letters T-H-A-N-K, and we're kind of dissecting it a little bit more. And tonight is all about the heart. 
and how the heart factors into being thankful. Now, it might seem obvious to you that your heart has something to do with it, but let me explain a little bit more of why we're taking this approach in this month. See, today's generation really has become so consumer-driven. It's become so consumer-minded. And unfortunately, it seems like if you talk to any of the elder generation, what seems to be happening is, from their perspective anyway, it doesn't make it right, it's just a perception thing, that we've become a thankless generation. We've become a thankless culture where small things become even more insignificant as we search for bigger, better, faster things. So we care less about the why and we care more about the what, you know, the possession, the prestige, the position. Uh, and it just, it takes focus. We talked about this last week. It takes focus to be thankful in all circumstances. And in our series this month, our aim is for you, the listener, to honestly evaluate what you're thankful for and why, and to address some of the things that might hang up being thankful. It's also to seek out what God says about thankfulness, because the world has a definition of what it means to be thankful. Guys, it is evident that this world will take people and will use them for all their worth. We're coming up on Black Friday. You're going to see that where People will work crazy hours. Some people will work 24 hours straight in retail, and they're going to you know, go to work. They're going to wake up and, and do the same thing. They might, even, they might even sleep for a couple of days. It shows that we become so consumer-minded and we're so focused on the stuff. I think it has something to do with our heart, Dave. It does. In Jeremiah 17, 9, we're told the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? The next verse gives us a clue. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. To give man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. You know, there's many people out there that are just not happy right now. They're not fulfilled in life. And one of the things you have to understand is being happy is a byproduct. And if you're not happy, that's a byproduct. And, and that means that your life is focused on the wrong things. Your, your life is focused on this deceit in your heart, thinking, I'll find happiness, I'll find peace here, and you don't find it. And that's what God says, because what happens is you're going to get the fruit according to your deeds. Your deeds are going to follow that, that deceptive heart. Mm. And I think we need to flush that out more in this program tonight. Oh, for sure. So make sure to get in on the tweet back right now. Visit hopedat360.com slash tweet back. Join the conversation as we continue to talk about what the heart has to do in being thankful. We'll be back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. This month, our series is on thankfulness, and I want to thank you guys for jumping on and being part of the Home Net Radio tweet back and sharing some of the, the pictures, things that show what you're thankful for. So all this week, if you haven't done it already, some of you have been doing it daily, some of you have been doing it every other day or whatever, uh, just sharing photos, things that you're thankful for, people that you're thankful for. So if you haven't done that yet, you can tag us. HNRTB is the hashtag. You can also send us an email at hope at hopenet360.com if you want to be a little bit more anonymous. And we would just love to hear your story, too, as we're talking this show. There are things, guys, in our heart that I think need to be addressed. When we're talking about thankfulness, I can't just tell somebody who's listening tonight to be thankful. I think when we, if, if that's our only cure for this problem with thankfulness and, and appreciation and, and even contentment, I think we're totally missing the mark. I think we have to realize that there are things in our lives, and, and Mike, we were kind of talking about this before we started the show tonight, that there are things that come along in life that 
let's face it, it just steals our joy. And when we talk about people who are married, maybe young married couples, even parents who have kids that are almost grown up or are out of the house, if you don't address the conflicts and the hurts and the things that are going on in life, it, it tends to leave people in a state of bitterness and frustration, anger, jealousy. And I think it's something to do. It's got to be something to do with power or control. I mean, what? Yeah, I think that that's one thing with relationships. Uh, if you allow something to uh, like a conflict to bother you and fester for a long period of time, it becomes issues between you and that other person or you and that other group of individuals thankfulness and thinking about November and thinking about Thanksgiving. A lot of times we think, man, Thanksgiving's great. We have turkey, we have football, we have pumpkin pie, we got all this stuff. But some families, man, they're dreading Thanksgiving. They're dreading interaction with family members. We all get together, we have this big meal over turkey and all this, the fixings and stuff, and we're, we're dreading it. Mom and dad are on their way and they're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to handle my brother or sister or um, maybe it's you. Maybe you're like, man, I don't get along with my cousins. And there's some type of conflict in the family. And sometimes we even go into Thanksgiving, which is a time to be thankful for family. But we're going into it kind of shielded, knowing that there's been conflict and bitterness and things that have gotten in the way of our relationship with our family members. And we're just dreading uh, a, a holiday that's meant to be about thankfulness. And yeah. uh it comes with that bitterness. And if you don't resolve the conflict, it'll continue to fester each year that you go back until it either blows up or you guys sit down and you have a talk and you get things uh, smoothed out and the relationships restored to where it was before. Yeah, you know, the book of James, uh, we're warned, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. You, you know what I find? Reality, embracing reality actually brings happiness. So, so let's, let's go with the scenario we just talked about. You're, you're going to a Thanksgiving dinner and you have this drunken uncle that keeps disturbing everything and drives you crazy and says rude things. And here's the reality of it. There, there's somebody that is struggling that needs help and we're in a position where we might be able to help them. You know, we are people who are sinful people, all of us. Mm-hmm. So we need to embrace the idea that all of us, everybody sitting at that Thanksgiving table, everyone there is struggling with sin. Every single one of us are people that, that can only offer God our neediness, not, not our perfection. And we get an opportunity to show the people around us who God is. And we get the opportunity to share about hope and, and life with them. Or we can go in and say, this stinks. I don't want to be around this person. Mm. You know what I mean? It, one of them actually brings you joy. One of them brings you bitterness. And when you embrace bitterness, you're in trouble. Have you ever, any of you guys ever had people sit down and, and look at you and, and kind of say, well, you know what? I deserve to be bitter. Or if, if this happened to you, you'd be bitter and angry too. I mean, did you ever have that happen? Oh, yeah. What are they saying actually? They're saying, like, I need this. I need to be bitter and angry. And you're looking at them, and, and the reason they're even talking to me is because they're bitter and angry and they want to get over it. Yeah. But they're saying, I can't because I must be bitter and angry because of what happened to me. And I'm thinking, no kidding. We keep being victims hmm. instead of conquerors. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if we want to be victims all our lives, then everybody else is going to control everything about us. The truth of the matter is we're all sinful people. We all do stupid things at times. And, and what we need to do is get a little reality in our head and understand, here's how God made us. We're here to be a part of making other people's lives successful. You know, I want to encourage people, if you have a tough family situation at Thanksgiving, be the one who serves everybody. Mm. Be the one who dies to yourself 
goes out, cleans up, does whatever. Maybe maybe that's what irritates you. You go to a, a relative's house and you end up doing all the work. You end up cleaning up all the dishes and everyone else is sitting there yapping away and enjoying themselves and you're a slave. You know, that's okay. Go do it. Do it joyfully. Enjoy the process. You know, I remember once I was doing something, I forget what gathering it was, and, and one of the little kids said, how come you're doing that? Well, because it needs to be done. Mm. You know, yeah, but shouldn't somebody else be doing that? I, I don't know. It just needs to be done. Yeah. And, and the joy in life comes from looking at how we can show people who God is, and that's how we're wired, and how we can make others successful in life. And so at, at a time where you gather with your family, one of the most important things to remember is I get this opportunity now to display who Christ is to the people I love the most and, and take it as a great challenge instead of a great drudgery. You know, what's interesting is when we think about thankfulness, and we talk about a heart. It's not just our physical heart. You know, our heart, you know, the heart symbol signifies love. And in a lot of families, love is absent when you talk about, you know, the drunk uncle or whoever, I mean, there's always someone that's going to be there to steal your joy. And the hard thing for a lot of families is you love people. You you maybe have a compassion for people, and yet there's someone there who takes that and they abuse it. And they say things, they do things intentionally because they're, they themselves are bitter. Bitter people are very hard people to be around. It's hard to love people who are bitter. And, and sometimes I think there has to be a point where you break off connection or you break off relationship because their bitterness is is poisoning your life. I don't know if that's biblical or if that's accurate, but there are times when we have to realize when a situation is over our head. And we need to unpack this a little bit more tonight in the show, but if we allow ourselves to be overrun with anger or bitterness or jealousy it really becomes a toxic thing. It really becomes a poison. What I would encourage is, I, I agree with you, but what our listeners need to understand is when you go to a place, if I'm going there with children who are going to be affected and profoundly, th- then I'm in a different situation. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm guarding. I'm their guardian. So I'm going to be very careful. If I'm going there, I can take abuse personally. Mm. You know, I can do that to try and, and show who Christ is in, in that situation. So I think it changes in time. I mean, I would agree with you that you have to be very careful because uh, there are times where the Bible is very clear that you don't have something to do with somebody. But if somebody is not even a believer, they're not a Christian, they're going to act like a non-believer or not a Christian. Yeah. And for us to, to go there and expect them to act like a believer when they're not, that's what I said about reality brings happiness. You know, we can look at what's really going on and embrace reality. And this reality allows us then to enjoy the circumstances while we hate the sin. You know, we have trouble separating those. Um, and that's why today people say, well, don't you love like homosexual marriages, the homosexual in the marriage, whatever? Well, yes, I do. I actually do. However, I, I do not embrace the homosexuality kind of thing. You know, so it's, it's like we want to put it all in one bundle when it isn't. Mm. We do not have to, we don't have to embrace all the attitudes and actions of somebody to love them. In fact, the love God tells us to have, even for our enemies, is a love where we look at them and say, what can I do that's best for you? Not what can I do that benefits me? That kind of love that says what benefits me is is phileo love. Mm. And God tells us we need to agape love our enemies and agape love people in our lives. So I, I think that would make a huge difference, and we'll probably have to keep working on this in the next segments. Oh, yeah. Don't take the soundbite out of context here because this is one of those conversations that we have to dive further into. Dave, you said a lot of profound things, a lot of things that definitely need to be defined and unpacked a little bit more. But one thing that I know, too, is that when we're talking about thankfulness and we're talking about the heart and we're talking about love and we're talking about 
going through difficult times and being around people that aren't always fun to be around that we and they may not bring joy they may not even bring the best out of us at that moment that you know our heart uh we have to talk about maybe some boundaries a little bit more of you know if, if it's appropriate to have boundaries i think we need to foster every single one of us has a part to play in thankfulness, in being thankful, in fostering an environment about that. So we're going to unpack this more here on the show. Remember, you can chat with a live coach. If this is bringing up some things in your life and and you need to talk more with a live coach about something going on, maybe directly related to the topic at hand, maybe not even totally related to it, chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. There's more to come here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. This month, our series is on thankfulness, and I want to thank you guys for jumping on and being part of the Hobnet Radio tweet back and sharing some of the, the pictures, things that show what you're thankful for. So all this week, if you haven't done it already, some of you have been doing it daily, some of you have been doing it every other day or whatever, uh, just sharing photos, things that you're thankful for, people that you're thankful for. So if you haven't done that yet, you can tag us. HNRTB is the hashtag. You can also send us an email at hope at hopenet360.com if you want to be a little bit more anonymous. And we would just love to hear your story, too, as we're talking this show. There are things, guys, in our heart that I think need to be addressed. When we're talking about thankfulness, I can't just tell somebody who's listening tonight to be thankful. I think when we, if, if that's our only cure for this problem with thankfulness and, and appreciation and, and even contentment, I think we're totally missing the mark. I think we have to realize that there are things in our lives, and, and Mike, we were kind of talking about this before we started the show tonight, that there are things that come along in life that, let's face it, it just steals our joy. And when we talk about people who are married, maybe young married couples, even parents who have kids that are almost grown up or are out of the house, if you don't address the conflicts and the hurts and the things that are going on in life, it, it tends to leave people in a state of bitterness and frustration, anger, jealousy. And I think it's something to do. It's got to be something to do with power or control. I mean, what? Yeah, I think that that's one thing with relationships. Uh, if you allow something to uh, like a conflict to bother you and fester for a long period of time, it becomes issues between you and that other person or you and that other group of individuals thankfulness and thinking about November and thinking about Thanksgiving. A lot of times we think, man, Thanksgiving's great. We have turkey, we have football, we have pumpkin pie, we got all this stuff. But some families, man, they're dreading Thanksgiving. They're dreading interaction with family members. We all get together, we have this big meal over turkey and all this, the fixings and stuff, and we're, we're dreading it. Mom and dad are on their way and they're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to handle my brother or sister or um, maybe it's you. Maybe you're like, man, I don't get along with my cousins and there's some type of conflict in the family. And sometimes we even go into Thanksgiving, which is a time to be thankful for family. But we're going into it kind of shielded, knowing that there's been conflict and bitterness and things that have gotten in the way of our relationship with our family members. And we're just dreading uh, a, a holiday that's meant to be about thankfulness. And yeah. uh, it comes with that bitterness. And if you don't resolve the conflict, it'll continue to fester each year that you go back until it either blows up or you guys sit down and you have a talk and you get things uh, smoothed out and the relationship's restored to where it was before. Yeah, you know, the book of James, uh, we're warned, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, 
do not boast and be false to the truth. You, you know what I find? Reality, embracing reality actually brings happiness. So, so let's, let's go with the scenario we just talked about. You're, you're going to a Thanksgiving dinner and you have this drunken uncle that keeps disturbing everything and drives you crazy and says rude things. And here's the reality of it. There, there's somebody that is struggling that needs help and we're in a position where we might be able to help them. You know, we are people who are sinful people, all of us. Mm-hmm. So we need to embrace the idea that all of us, everybody's sitting at that Thanksgiving table. Everyone there is struggling with sin. Every single one of us are people that, that can only offer God our neediness, not, not our perfection. And we get an opportunity to show the people around us who God is. And we get the opportunity to share about hope and, and life with them. Or we can go in and say, this stinks. I don't want to be around this person. Mm. You know what I mean? It, one of them actually brings you joy. One of them brings you bitterness. And when you embrace bitterness, you're in trouble. Have you ever, any of you guys ever had people sit down and, and look at you and, and kind of say, well, you know what? I deserve to be bitter. Or if, if this happened to you, you'd be bitter and angry too. I mean, did you ever have that happen? Oh, yeah. What are they saying actually? They're saying, like, I need this. I need to be bitter and angry. And you're looking at them, and, and the reason they're even talking to me is because they're bitter and angry and they want to get over it. Yeah. But they're saying, I can't because I must be bitter and angry because of what happened to me. And I'm thinking, no kidding. We keep being victims hmm. instead of conquerors. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if we want to be victims all our lives, then everybody else is going to control everything about us. The truth of the matter is we're all sinful people. We all do stupid things at times. And, and what we need to do is get a little reality in our head and understand, here's how God made us. We're here to be a part of making other people's lives successful. You know, I want to encourage people, if you have a tough family situation at Thanksgiving, be the one who serves everybody. Mm. Be the one who dies to yourself, goes out, cleans up, does whatever. Maybe, maybe that's what irritates you. You go to a, a relative's house and you end up doing all the work. You end up cleaning up all the dishes and everyone else is sitting there yapping away and enjoying themselves and you're a slave. You know, that's okay. Go do it. Do it joyfully. Enjoy the process. You know, I remember once I was doing something, I forget what gathering it was, and, and one of the little kids said, how come you're doing that? Well, because it needs to be done. Mm. You know, yeah, but shouldn't somebody else be doing that? I, I don't know. It just needs to be done. Yeah. And, and the joy in life comes from looking at how we can show people who God is, and that's how we're wired, and how we can make others successful in life. And so at, at a time where you gather with your family, one of the most important things to remember is I get this opportunity now to display who Christ is to the people I love the most and, and take it as a great challenge instead of a great drudgery. You know, what's interesting is when we think about thankfulness and we talk about a heart, it's not just our physical heart. You know, our heart, you know, the heart symbol signifies love. And in a lot of families, love is absent when you talk about, you know, the drunk uncle or whoever, I mean, there's always someone that's going to be there to steal your joy. And the hard thing for a lot of families is you love people. You you maybe have a compassion for people, and yet there's someone there who takes that and they abuse it. And they say things, they do things intentionally because they're, they themselves are bitter. Bitter people are very hard people to be around. It's hard to love people who are bitter. And, and sometimes I think there has to be a point where you break off connection or you break off relationship because their bitterness is is poisoning your life. I don't know if that's biblical or if that's accurate, but there are times when we have to realize when a situation is over our head. And we need to unpack this a little bit more tonight in the show, but if we allow ourselves to be overrun with anger or bitterness or jealousy, 
it really becomes a toxic thing. It really becomes a poison. What I would encourage is, I, I agree with you, but what our listeners need to understand is when you go to a place, if I'm going there with children who are going to be affected and profoundly, then I'm in a different situation. Right. I'm I'm guarding. I'm their guardian, so I'm going to be very careful. If I'm going there, I can take abuse personally. Mm. You know, I can do that to try and and show who Christ is in in that situation. And so I think it changes in time. I mean, I would agree with you that you have to be very careful because uh, there are times where the Bible is very clear that you don't have something to do with somebody. But if somebody is not even a believer, they're not a Christian. They're going to act like a non-believer or not a Christian. Yeah. And for us to, to go there and expect them to act like a believer when they're not, that's what I said about reality brings happiness. You know, we can look at what's really going on and embrace reality. And this reality allows us then to enjoy the circumstances while we hate the sin. You know, we have trouble separating those. Um, and that's why today people say, well, don't you love like homosexual marriages, the homosexual in the marriage, whatever. Well, yes, I do. I actually do. However, I, I do not embrace the homosexuality kind of thing. You know, so it's, it's like we want to put it all in one bundle when it isn't. Mm. We do not have to, we don't have to embrace all the attitudes and actions of somebody to love them. In fact, the love God tells us to have, even for our enemies, is a love where we look at them and say, what can I do that's best for you? Not what can I do that benefits me. That kind of love that says what benefits me is, is phileo love. Mm. And God tells us we need to agape love our enemies and agape love people in our lives. So I, I think that would make a huge difference, and we'll probably have to keep working on this in the next segments. Oh, yeah. Don't take the soundbite out of context here because this is one of those conversations that we have to dive further into. Dave, you said a lot of profound things, a lot of things that definitely need to be defined and unpacked a little bit more. But one thing that I know, too, is that when we're talking about thankfulness and we're talking about the heart and we're talking about love and we're talking about going through difficult times and being around people that aren't always fun to be around, that we, and they may not bring joy, they may not even bring the best out of us at that moment, that, you know, our heart, uh, we have to talk about maybe some boundaries a little bit more of, you know, if it's appropriate to have boundaries. I think we need to foster every single one of us has a part to play in thankfulness, in being thankful, in fostering an environment about that. So we're going to unpack this more here in the show. Remember, you can chat with a live coach if this is bringing up some things in your life and, and you need to talk more with a live coach about something going on, maybe directly related to the topic at hand, maybe not even totally related to it. Chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. There's more to come here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us. The show where conversations save lives. And Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight, Mike and Jason, are also in studio with us. We're talking about thankfulness all November long. It's going to be our theme. We're going to unpack thanks. So last week we talked about time and how we just have to be dedicated. We have to use our time to be thankful. We have to realize where uh, maybe we're spending time and we're being thankful for things that really don't matter. So if you missed that show, catch it on the podcast at HopeNet360.com. Also, if you do subscribe on iTunes, we would love for you just to leave a review and let us know what you think of the show, maybe some topics that come up 
reviews help us to get found in the iTunes podcast side of it. So that does help along the way. It doesn't, you know, it's not to boost my ego because I really, I really don't mind about the results. The only results that matter to me is that you find hope. And this show is all about hope. It's all about giving some perspective. Sometimes it's about sharing stories. Sometimes it's about sharing goofy pictures and goofy quips back and forth and, and making you laugh once in a while because life, I think, is too short. Like surfing on Lake Michigan. Yeah, like I, I'm still intrigued that you actually – I didn't know about this. I, I'm surprised I didn't know about this, that you, hey, you knew about 10. this. I hang ten. You hang ten. Do you hang I ten? I think that means surfing. <laughs> <laughs> you hope it means surfing. I hope it means surfing. If it means something really bad, forgive me. Groovy, man. <laughs> but, uh, groovy. I, I meant, yeah, groovy. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this whole month is about thankfulness. And whether you need to laugh to be thankful or maybe you just need to realize where things need to change. Tonight we're talking about the heart. And I think this is one of the biggest things. We can talk for hours on the heart and the issues that come up that keep us from being thankful, guys. Because when it comes to realities, life doesn't always deal us roses. It doesn't always deal us things that are sweet, that are awesome, that are fun. A lot of times in life, we face situations, circumstances. Uh, we have conversations that are not very comfortable, uh, maybe with our spouse, maybe with a good friend, maybe our boss. Um, and so we struggle to be thankful in all situations. And Paul talks about this needing to be thankful. He, he found the secret to being content in all circumstances. And guys, that's not a normal thing. Contentment is not a normal thing for us. You know what? It, you know, why isn't contentment normal? When you think about if I need to be content in order to be happy, then everything has to be, I have to be like dreamless. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to be thinking there's nothing I want to think about in the future to get better at or anything else. Uh, this bothered me when I was younger because I'm a visionary. So I'm always thinking, all right, God, how can I be content now, but still push towards what could be tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's an important uh, skill to develop, if you want to call it that, because really we're, we're people that God is developing. And we're not where we could be yet. We're not where we should be yet. But that shouldn't discourage us. We want to look at what can get better, I think, in life and in our relationships and in our businesses, whatever it might be. And we look to what needs to get better. But we should be totally satisfied with the fact that we're in a process and where we are in the process should be a good spot. And, and we can be thankful for that. You know, the, the Bible in Psalm 118 says, I'll give thanks to the Lord for his good. Mm. His steadfast love endures forever. Mm. You know, no matter what goes on in life, here's what I know for sure. The God of the universe, who the universe does spin around, absolutely loves me. And I can go to him at any time. And he can help me make sense out of things that don't make sense. Mm. And he has me in a process in developing me. And I can rest in that fact and enjoy it. So the circumstances of the day cannot defeat me. Because my God is in charge of them and actually doing something with the circumstances to make me who I should be. I don't know if that makes sense, but but that's actually how it works in the brain. Yeah, it does. And Mike, I know you had a couple of thoughts too as we were we're kind of in the break here, and I would just love to hear more about you know this this hard thing and what's going on. And I was thinking, you know, on the aspect of what we've been talking about this last couple of segments. You know, we talk about bitterness, we talk about anger, we talk about maybe going to a Thanksgiving meal where our families don't see eye to eye, or there's issues, there's problems. And then I I look to the Word of God, and I'm thinking, man, how do I connect all this? Uh, is there a way that, you know, in my head right now that I can connect it? And I started thinking, I was like, well, there's no Thanksgiving meals in the Bible, or are there? And I started thinking in Luke chapter 15, there's this story, and I'm going to share the story with you. If you're familiar with it, it's the story of the lost son. 
and it's about a meal. It's not a Thanksgiving meal, but there's a meal in it. There's this father, and there's these two sons. These are the characters of the story. And this son comes to him. The younger son says, hey, I want my inheritance. I want everything. Now, in those days, you got your inheritance when your your father passed away. And so this was a big thing. He was basically saying, hey, you're as good as dead to me. I want my money now so I can go do whatever I want. And from the story, we find that he goes, he spends everything. He wasted on whatever the world might have to offer. And he gets to a point in his life where he has nothing. And he looks to see what he has that is of value. And he says, well, I still have a dad. And a dad will accept me back. And if he doesn't accept me back, he'll accept me at least as a servant. And he comes back and... Before he even gets home, the dad sees him from the distance, and he runs to him, and he's so thankful that his son's alive, and his son's so thankful that his father accepts him back. And so they have this big feast. They have this big meal. The the family and everybody comes except for the older brother, the third character of the story. The older brother sits outside, and he's sitting there with this this bad heart condition. Uh, Why? is my brother getting this? Mm. My brother did everything wrong. Yeah. He doesn't deserve this. If if I kept to your rules, I kept to your laws, Dad, you should give me the fatted calf or the the meal. You should celebrate that for me because I did everything right. When so, my younger brother did everything wrong. And you see the three different people in the story had three different reactions. They had a different approach to their heart and thankfulness. And we see that the younger brother, yeah, he might have made a lot of mistakes, and we all make mistakes, but he came back and he he saw what he valued, and he was thankful. The father was thankful for what he had. He had his son back, and the older brother should have looked around and realized that all that was left that the father was going to give him was his someday, Yeah, and he got his younger brother back, his brother. His brother was going to be with him for the rest of your life. And, you know, you can look that story up. It's in Luke chapter 15. Find a Bible, download the Bible app, read the story for yourself, and then sit back and, you know, think about, hey, how's my heart going into different situations? Uh, it might not be the exact same way as this story in Luke 15, but you are going into a situation where you got to reevaluate how your heart is towards the people around you, your family members, your friends, those that God puts in your life. That's really interesting because a lot of times we get focused on the young man who left, who asked for the asked for the inheritance and and went and did his own thing and squandered it away and then ended up eating the same things that pigs were eating in his day. And so he felt like if he got his inheritance, that was going to solve his his problems in this world and that there was such a life to live outside of there that if you just had your inheritance, if you just had it all now, that you know your life would be set and he found out that was not the case he ended up broke he ended up eating the same stuff that pigs ate i'm sure the pigs were not thankful that he was there eating their food i I could just imagine that but we get so focused on him we lose sight of the father what does it take for the father in that story to have that attitude of thankfulness that his son is back because to be honest that's not a normal reaction from a dad either i mean i know dads are supposed to love their kids I know, though, as a dad, if, if my son, if he was older, if he's a teenager or 20-something and he comes up and, and basically says, Dad, I wish you were as good as dead and that I could have your inheritance to get set aside for me, man, I would be so disappointed in my son. I'd be so frustrated if I was from a worldly perspective. Yeah, I, I don't really want to see him again. I mean, that's such a it's in that day, it would have been such a, an insult. And for many of us as family people, sometimes we carry those grudges through the rest of our life. And in some cases, you take those things to your grave. 
And uh, that's the real unfortunate reality. But yeah. it's not a, again, this thankfulness is not a default reaction within us. The heart of the Father demonstrated the heart of God. God's heart is for reconciliation, right. not punishment. Right. And, and our listeners need to hear that. God's heart is for reconciliation. No matter what we have done to run from God, no matter how bitter we have become, no matter how we have tried to use God for our own pleasures or whatever it is, no matter what we have done in life, God's heart is for reconciliation. It's for repairing relationships, not destroying them. And I think that's the, the, the essence of this whole story. Because there was a, a, a father who got it. The one son who went away didn't get it. The one son that was home didn't get it. Because the heart of the father is, is this is what I rejoice in, is when things are brought back to the way they should be. And God has made our listeners to be a certain way, wired you a certain way. If you're not that way, he desires to help you get back there. Come to him. Go to a, a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com and pour your heart out and begin to, to start the process of this reconciliation because that's the Father's heart. Uh, it totally is. Coming up, we have some hashtags to discuss with some youth. So uh, we would love for you to be a part of us. Stick around for that. It's going to be a great part of our show. Remember, you can jump on the tweet back right now if you're on Twitter. Just use the hashtag HNRTB as you're listening tonight. We enjoy reading your tweets and your emails. You can send us an email to hope at hopenet360.com. Again, yeah, if you do need to chat with a live coach, they are available and they're there for you right now at hopenet360.com. We're going to wrap up the conversation after hashtags here on Hope. Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Tonight we're sitting down with Emily on hashtags. Emily, we're glad you're here on the show. Yeah, me too. So what's your hashtag? Mine is hashtag favorite things. What's one of your favorite things? Um, I would say I like doing gymnastics a lot. I did it when I was little, and then I stopped a little bit. And I just started up when I got back into high school, and I'm really enjoying high school gymnastics because it's very relaxed and a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of mental preparation, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and a lot of physical, too. We do workouts and go lift weights in the gym and... Lots of running and other things like stretching. I don't really know anything about gymnastics other than if I do some kind of a, a cartwheel or something, I usually fall <laughs> on my face. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned. So what do you think are the most important things about being a gymnast? Like what do you focus on the most? Uh, my coach always says the most important skill for gymnastics is strength. And then a lot of other things you have to work on, balance, and definitely keeping your arms straight when you're going upside down or else. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be one of those moments where I'd fall on my face too. Yeah. I watch the Olympics and that's about as close as I get to gymnastics and <laughs> that's pretty intense. So do you, th- do you think you'll be in the Olympics someday? Is that your goal? Uh, no, it's kind of, I like doing gymnastics just for fun. I do compete at the high school, um, but I don't think I'd turn it into a career or anything. That's cool. So what's another favorite thing you have? I like swimming and doing something called German wheel. German wheel? Yeah. Is that related to swimming or gymnastics? It is like gymnastics other than it's hard to describe, but it's a big round wheel with two rails. 
and there's feet boards that you strap your feet into, and you go upside down and do all these different tricks. Oh, kind of like where you're, I don't know, it's, it's not really like a gyroscope kind of thing. No, it moves, it rolls side to side okay. like a wheel. Mm-hmm. It's just bigger, and you've got, like, handrails you can hold on to. There's three different ways you can do it. One's called straight line, spiral, and then vaulting. Wow. So that's something I'm really into now. That's crazy. I'm going to have to Google that and, like, look up some YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds pretty fun. So what's another one of your favorite things? I actually really enjoy school a lot, Um, especially high school because... You're always with your friends, and the teachers are a lot of fun. And there is a lot of homework, but all the cool stuff that we get to do and pep rallies and different stuff that's available is uh, a lot of fun. So I really enjoy going to school. That's cool. What's your best subject? Probably science, though I don't really like it. I'm very good at it. And which subject do you wish you were better in? Probably math. I'm not super great at math, but uh, this year I had a really great teacher, so I ended up with an A in math, which I'm very proud of. Yeah, I'd be proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that says A close to my name is always a good thing. (laughs) What's your favorite thing to do in your spare time? Uh, I like reading a lot. That's probably one of my favorite things to do. I read lots of books. Reading your science books? Uh, No. (laughs) What do you like to read? What's your favorite subject Um, or topic or... Probably fiction, a lot of popular books that, you know, everybody's reading. Mm-hmm. Book series, I like Divergent and The Hunger Games, you know. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? A favorite book of the Bible? You know, I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite book. I've been trying to read through the whole Bible. I haven't quite made it yet. Yeah. But if you had to recommend a book to start in... If someone was just picking up the Bible for the first time, what would you recommend? One of the Gospels or, uh, I don't know, maybe Psalms. Yeah, those are good places to start. Yeah. It's legit. They're all there. So, <laughs> good place to start. So, what else? Do you have any other favorite things? Um, I really like my dog. Her name's Amber. She's a Shetland sheepdog. Aw. And she's got very long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, we have to brush her a lot and... Um, you know, give her baths a lot. She gets dirty. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Very nice dogs, though. Yeah, they're really nice. Yep. And I have a rabbit. Really? Yeah. Is he mischievous? Or is she? Uh, he's escaped a few times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He likes to chew through the cage and escape. But he doesn't really go anywhere, so that's good. He's yeah. never been lost. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> is he big, big rabbit? He's not huge. He's like a medium-sized rabbit. Um, yeah, he's like a wild rabbit, so he looks like he's got all the speckles on the outside of his fur. Um, his name is Speckles. I didn't name him, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> if you would have named him, what would you name him? Uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. My brothers named him, so you know. Nice. Yeah, when I was a kid, we found a bunch of little baby bunnies in our yard. Uh, I was mowing grass one day, and I just came across this hole in the ground that had a bunch of bunnies. So we took them in, and mom wasn't there and, like, never came back. So we kind of watched them for a couple days and nothing. So we took them in, and uh, I had one of them, and I named him Rascal because he would always jump out of my hands or jump out of the box or something. And 
So that's, <laughs> that's my favorite bunny story because eventually we had to let him go because they kept jumping out of our box. And yeah. It was not a good situation. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the show tonight sure. sharing your favorite things. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. I think we have time for one more hashtag tonight. Caroline, what is your hashtag? Um, I have hashtag wish my parents knew. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so what's one thing you wish your parents knew? Um, I don't know. I definitely think not just me, but everyone kind of wish their parents knew everything they felt, especially in high school, like going to parties or just during school if someone, you know, makes fun of them or anything. They kind of just, you know, they say they've been there, but do they really understand totally? So I think every kid in high school, including me, kind of wish their parents knew really how they felt every time something like that happened. And it's kind of hard. So how would you explain your relationship with your parents? Do you have a good relationship with them? Are things stressed? Like, what's what's your relationship like with your parents? Um, I think I'm really lucky because I have a really great relationship with them. I tell my mom almost everything, and she'll never judge, and she'll never get mad. And my dad is really, really good about everything. And, I mean, sometimes he doesn't get it as much, but, I mean, all three of us, we get along really well. So I think I'm really fortunate with that to know I have my parents whenever I need them. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have an older brother and an older sister. Ooh, so you're the youngest one. I am. I'm the baby. You're kind of. The, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense. Sometimes the babies have the best relationship oh, with the yeah. parents. Yeah. It's it's good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's it's oh, a lot yeah. of fun having you. And uh, so, if you want to be part of hashtags, you can use the hashtag on the HopeNet Radio tweet back. Just use the hashtag HNRTB and share your thoughts with us tonight. And uh, we're going to wrap up the show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. We would love to read your emails and your tweets, so get connected with us on the show. There's also a live coach available right now at HopeNet360.com. So more coming up here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, I know every single week we do this, and it sometimes it sounds like we talk about the same things. But in, in reality, this show is all about giving hope to you in difficult times. And this season of thankfulness, it it may sound cliche. And for me, I don't like being cliche about it. I, I want to know that there is something deeper to the issue or, or to the topic at hand than just it being Thanksgiving. I think we can get wrapped up on some of these calendar things and we can get wrapped up on the time of year it is. I mean, we're already seeing Christmas things come in where it's just that time of year. But for us, Thanksgiving has to be a year-round thing. It has to be something that we are thankful for. The Bible talks about it, but sometimes it can be really hard to be thankful, especially when you've been hurt in your heart of hearts. We talk about uh, some of the things that couples go through and that they struggle with and talked about bitterness. We've talked about these things that kind of hang up on us. And Mike, you've had some really great thoughts tonight on the show. Thanks for sharing from Luke and that passage in there. And I wanted you just to have a, a chance to share your heart and, and how we move forward. So with our heart, if we're addressing the heart issues, what's the next step? What can people do here? I think looking at that passage uh, to just sum that up, what do I take away from that? is to look at, you know, each of the the characters' reactions. At the end of the day, they were the only ones that could choose whether to have a good attitude heart 
or a bad attitude heart. Uh, they had the choice to have a good heart or a bad heart. And at the end of the day, you're the only one that can make that decision. Is it going to be hard? Yes. I think one of the most encouraging things for me is to look at how God reacts in a situation or how Jesus reacts in a situation and look at people through God's eyes and not my own eyes. Because mm. if I'm looking through them at my eyes, man, I'm going to find every flaw. I'm going <laughs> to find every excuse. I'm going to find everything to have a bad heart. But if I look at them through God's eyes and realize that God looks at me just like he looks at them, then my perspective changes mm. and I can have a good heart with them. And that's only through God's grace that he's shown to me that I can show grace and have a good heart to someone else. Wow. Yeah, that's good. I think one thing that we need to remember is going off of that, what Mike just said, is that we just need to be intentional about thankfulness. It's not something that's going to happen, you know, especially as we've been talking about the heart tonight and our our, our hearts and just the, the natural tendency it is to be selfish and not to be thankful. We need to be intentional about inserting the Word of God into our lives so that we can allow it to transform who we are. Right. You know, and I think that's the most important thing is that as we talk about a lot of these different things on, on the show, there has to be an effort. There has to be an intentionality to put God first and, and, and others first, you know, and allow Scripture to penetrate our hearts. And, that, and that's the important thing. And that even shows, you know, Dave earlier read uh, Philippians 4, you know, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Um, let our requests be made known to God. And so our lives should be saturated in this relationship with God, you know, communicating, allowing him to penetrate our lives so that our actions and our, and our words match up with the truth. And putting that into practical application each and every day and just taking it one step at a time, we're not going to wake up and, and just be instantly changed. It's a process. And as we look to be more thankful in our lives and look to be selfless um, and putting others first in our lives, it, just take it one day at a time and look for ways in which you could be thankful and put God first. And I think that that'll help us get going. Man, that's powerful. And I come back to that too. You know, we are, I've heard it said, we are what we eat. You are what you eat. And that may or may not be true if you had a hamburger for dinner tonight. But uh, if you are feeding yourself things that are not benefiting you, things that are not speaking life into you, things that are, maybe you're dwelling on the past, maybe you're dwelling on those past hurts and, and that bitterness. That's To keep an attitude of bitterness, you have to continue to revisit the thing that made you angry, the thing that, that really set you off, and that, you, that grudge that you're holding on to. The thing about thankfulness and having a thankful heart, it actually is a life that you can live. You can live life and have a full life with a thankful heart. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be bitter. You don't have to hold a grudge. You don't have to be anxious. Some of you are struggling with anxiety and you've been having trouble sleeping over this because you just dread this day is coming up. That, you know, it's whether it's something that's happened, maybe you've lost somebody, maybe you've been uh, in a time of grief and this has been a difficult year for you. Maybe you just recently lost a job or things are going well for you in school or wherever. Uh, we can get focused on the symptom. We can get focused on the problem at hand, and we can allow that to take root in our heart if we're not careful. And it can also be things that we're putting into our life, you know, too much social media, too much noise, uh, too much bad music, stuff that just speaks death into us instead of speaking life into us. Those things will take root in our heart if we're not careful. 
And what does the Bible talk about? From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So not only what's in our heart is in our heart, and it, it kind of creates a, a bottled up poison and maybe comes out in anxiety or maybe in bitterness or anger, uh, but it also comes out just in our, our day-to-day, what we say, what we, how we communicate to other people. So this attitude of thankfulness, I want to start a revolution of being thankful, and it not just being this time of year, but for young people, parents, adults, you guys, having an attitude of thankfulness, how would that change your current situation? How would that change your family if instead of focusing on the past and focusing on the mistakes, if we just start focusing on what we're thankful for? Man, that's such a, such a neat thought. And Dave, I'd love for you to share some final thoughts tonight. Victims live ungrateful lives. Victors are truly thankful. I, I would like to read Colossians three fifteen to 17. It says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Oh, man, that is so powerful. It is so powerful. Thank you is a powerful phrase. And tonight, if you have a difficult time saying thank you to those who are close to you, I just I really want to encourage you. Go and chat with the live coach right now. They're standing by. They'd love to talk with you. And thankfulness doesn't just happen on its own. We talked about it last week. Time is an important factor. Your heart is an important factor. Next week, we're going to talk about how your attitude is always going to be what influences those actions. And your attitude, really, it really is everything. So we're glad you've joined us on the show. Remember to go to hopedet360.com slash radio. We posted some show notes on tonight's show. We have some links there, some verses, things that you can share. And we would love for you to check out more on the show. Of course, subscribe to the podcast, whether it's at hopenet360.com or on iTunes. If you do subscribe on iTunes, do leave us a review. We're glad that you guys are a part of our show every week and that you guys listen. And we would love to know your thoughts. You can always email us at hope at hopenet360.com if you have some thoughts or things you'd like us to talk about on the show. So this month we're talking about thankfulness. We'd love to know what you're thankful for. Or maybe we didn't cover something in the show and you had some thoughts to add to tonight's show. We can definitely connect with you that way or on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Come and chat with us. Be a part of it. Thank you so much to those who came out last weekend to our retreat up at Silver Birch Ranch. It was a lot of fun with you guys. We enjoyed the weekend together. And we hope to do this again soon. I think we're working on something in late February, maybe in March. So we're talking about some of these things, of course, through other events that are going on up at Silver Birch Ranch. Check out silverbirchranch.org. That website is also on our website, hopenet360.com. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for being a part of it. Mike, it was so good to have you again on the show. Thanks for coming and being part of it tonight. Thank you for having me again. And uh, Jason, I, I really just, every week, it just seems like you bring something new to the show. And, and so it's, it's such an honor to have you on as well. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. It's fun. It gets uh, even better every week. Every week. So it is a show where conversations save lives. We're going to wrap up the show here tonight, guys. For Mike, Jason, Dave, I'm Jeff saying so long. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. See ya. 